Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm excited to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and our goal is to make you a smarter and more educated sports better. And I've got a great show for you today. PlayUp.com, PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Head on over to PlayUp.com, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. Trevor from Big Tasty Sports is in the house. What's happening, dude? Hey, not too much. Just another week looking at the NBA and trying to find the the right spots and see which way all these teams are going. So it's it's a good week. It's a great week. You know, it's a great week. We have a couple picks up for today over at Cash with Flash. By the time you hear this show, you can head on over. It's part of the Wolfline Sports Trading Newsletter. We're thrilled about it. It's done very well. So head on over to Cash with Flash. So, hey, what do you got? You know, I get a lot of questions about certain aspects of sports betting. And one of the questions I've been getting a lot of is live sports betting. And I thought today we'd take a little time before we get into some NBA futures and, of course, our best plays for Tuesday and give some advice. What do you think about that? Sounds great, man. Live betting is definitely a interesting area to get into, and it makes sense to talk about it in the NBA because uh, there's so much fluctuation in the course of a game. So it's a, a good thing to talk about. I think so, too. So you go first. We'll, we'll just go back and forth. We we'll probably agree on most of these things. I bet half of the things that are on my sheet are on yours, and I'm sure you have some extras. What is your best advice for a live sports NBA better. All right. So I've got two that kind of go together for me, I'll say, and Mm -hmm. these maybe aren't super technical, but in my experience, they've been important to help me sift out because every NBA game can fluctuate a lot. And so you could start looking at betting live pretty much every game, which I think is a losing strategy over time. So I think the first thing is to focus on games that you like pregame. So for example, If I like the Bulls minus three in a game and I don't take it pregame and can get the Bulls money line or plus two, well, I'm taking a bet that I liked anyway, not just because the line moved and then getting it at a better price. And so I think that's the first thing is just to zero in on games that you think you have a good read on and then use the live betting to get better lines rather than – trading both sides. That's a great piece of advice because that's very similar to my number one. And that's always to look for your number. Always look for your number during the first half, no matter what the score is. Like you said, if I like the Bulls minus three and I'm not getting that, 
I'm probably going to get that at some point in the first half, especially if the Bulls are out in front or are slightly behind. You know how that number fluctuates. And then I roll with the money line or the spread, depending on the situation. I, I like to do that if I'm going to do that. And I especially like to do that with a home team. Because, you know, big leads in the first half against home teams don't usually work out or don't usually stay that way. So what I like to do is kind of wait for my number. If I get it, hit it. If I don't, quit it. Yep. Right on, man. That was something I had, too, was to have a number in mind ahead of time of what you want. So right on. And that's basically what handicapping is, having a number that you are willing to pay for. And then if you don't get it, leave it be. You know, don't settle for second best. There's another day and another chance. And there'll be lots of days and lots of chances. Why throw your money away on a sucker bet? Because you didn't get what you wanted, but you thought it was still good enough. Yep, that's right. Um, you don't want to force it because when you when you force bets, you just end up losing more and more. And I've done it enough to know firsthand that that's how it goes when you take that strategy. So don't well, want to do it. You don't want to do that. So what else do you have on your list? All right, so my next one up is to focus in on games that you believe are going to be close back and forth games. So when I first started live betting, one of the mistakes that I made is I would see a team get out to a 10 or 15 point lead and think, oh, man, there's no way that this game isn't going to come back the other way. Well, guess what? Sometimes it doesn't come back the other way. And obviously in the NBA, you're not going to be able to predict every time a game's going to remain close or when it's going to be a blowout. Good teams get blown out sometimes. But I've really started to zero in on games where I think the matchup is good on either side and where the trends are pointing in the right direction for it to be a close game. Because then if I think that a game is going to end within four or five points and throughout the course of the game, I can get it over that five. I think that's a, a high chance to be able to hit then rather than a game that has a high percentage chance of just going off and being a blowout. And there you go. There you have it. That's excellent advice. My thing would be is read and follow NBA beat writers. You should be preparing for this opportunity before the game starts, during your regular preparation for handicapping sports, and there's no greater resource, I suppose, than the beat writers. You know, they tell you things that they know because they know the teams. I'm not talking about some anonymous kid out there with a blog. I'm talking about beat writers who are in the locker rooms, on the airplanes, blah, blah, blah. So that's another one of the things that I like to do is read and follow them. Get an idea about the rotations because rotations change, right? Yep. That's actually another one of mine is very similar to that, and that's to be as educated as you can be on in-game trends for different teams. So some teams come out hot in the first quarter. The Timberwolves are an example of that recently. They've scored over 30 points, and I don't remember how many straight now, in the first quarter. And they've played well throughout the game, but they tend to then dip a little bit in the second quarter. Another one is the Phoenix Suns tend to finish really strong. So if they're down going into the fourth quarter and, and it's relatively close, you can probably get a really good price on them that you weren't going to get pregame. So, you know, that relates to pre preparing yourself ahead of the game, certainly with rotations and all those things, but then also understanding any trends that 
teams tend to follow game to game. I like that too. Um, one of the things that I like to pay attention to that goes along with what you just said are things like blown leads. How many times has a team blown a lead? And you can get all that stuff at NBA.com for free. You just have to tinker with it a little bit and, and you'll be able to find out enough information to make a good decision. Not necessarily always a winning decision, but a good decision that you can live with so I don't have to watch you cry about it on Twitter the next day. There's plenty of crying on Twitter, that's true. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Yeah, well, that's a different issue for another day. You know what I also tell people? Stay away from prop bets, especially live ones. Just stay away from them because that number is usually astronomical and it might look attainable, but invariably it's not because teams do make uh, decisions based on what other players are doing as far as defense. They make adjustments. You know, it's 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 something that I think is a recipe for disaster live betting. Yep. Well, and in fact, I don't really bet prop bets live very often. I take a here and there I do a little bit, but I don't do very much with it. But I think if you were going to bet any props live, you would look more to the unders yes. because of exactly what you just said. Look for people who are killing it in the first half. Expect teams to make defensive adjustments or shooting to cool off. And so then the under is the better side, I think, on those more often than not. I agree with you completely. You know, the under is a sharp play, if that's such a thing. <laughs> you know, the public loves over, you know. Yep. Always do. We all like to see a high-scoring game. But sports bettors, at least the pros that I know, usually stay away from the over in a total because they think that's overvalued. So whatever it is, it is. Now, do you have anything else? Because basically, we've summed up, I've summed, or you've summed up everything that's on my list. Well, we've done it together. I, I'll give you uh, two others real quick. One is I think it is best to live bet games you're watching. Mm-hmm. And the the reason is I think that while often pregame the edge is in looking at statistics and trends and different things like that, in a game you get a sense for whether the game is close or not regardless of the score. So you could tell you, – you also get a sense for when momentum is shifting, which can be a thing in a game. So I definitely like to be watching a game if I'm going to live bet it. That's a, that's a good point. Now also – to go along with your point, I don't like to bet live unless it's a timeout or a commercial break. You know, I want to make sure I can get that number and get that in and nothing happens while I'm while I'm trying to get the bet in because you can lose that way. That's that's something that I, I had someone tell me years ago when they were trying to do it in Vegas. And he said, wait till the timeout, wait till the commercial break. This way you get your you get it in and not get backdoored before you hit before they hit accept bet. Yep. Well, that and in addition, if you just think logically about how games progress, the the best time to live bet is when a team's been on a run and stretched out a lead, and usually those end with a timeout if they're bad enough because they're trying to kill the momentum. And then the other team comes out of that timeout with a set play that they're able to execute on at a higher percentage of the time. So really, I think those are the best times to live bet for those reasons as well. I agree completely. Do you have anything else to add? Because my list is over. All right. 
I'll just throw one more in that's go. a little, little bit more advanced, but I know a lot of people who listen to you are in this spot. The other thing that I've been considering lately is setting not only a number where I would get in, but once I'm in, I set a number where I would consider middling. So if I get the Bulls minus three, and let's say they're playing the Pelicans, and then it swings the other way, and I can get the Pelicans plus 10, now I have a seven-point area where I could win both bets. So I don't do that all the time, but I have just started thinking if this gap gets wide enough, what's the point where I would be interested in taking both sides of a game? And that's a great point. You know, middling is something that the top sports bettors do, that 1% that call themselves sharps, or basically they don't call themselves anything other than successful sports bettors that are (laughs) feared by the books. The rest of us are just punting. <laughs> We're trying our best, and that's the truth. I mean, I, I had are. somebody say, you're a sharp. I said, no, I'm not, because I can't move the line with a bet. Or when I make that play, that line's probably still going to be there, whereas with a pro-pro, that line's gone forever. You're never going to see it again. But that's that's the, the bottom line for live betting. And also, the main thing you want to be is responsible. Be a yes. responsible better. Don't be throwing the kitchen sink and your rent money and your kid's college fund chasing a bet on a Tuesday night <laughs> NBA game. It's not worth it. You know, Be smart. Set a plan for yourself. Manage your bankroll. I know a lot of guys at the top level who don't really have that. They know exactly what they want to do based on what they have in their role. And that's it. And that's fair. But the rest of us, we really need a bankroll management system. And if you go to Amazon, for example, and, you know, Google Phil Nason's sports betting books, betting baseball 101 and betting football 101, both have one chapter devoted to bankroll management. And if that doesn't work for you and you don't want to pay the freight, and that's fair, I've also have an article at Cash with Flash. Just go on the site Search it and go ahead and read and find the management system that best suits your needs. I think that's a good one. Now, NBA futures. We're headed towards the halfway point of the season. Maybe we already have hit that. I'm not sure anymore. But people want to know, is it a good time to bet on futures for the championship of the NBA? And maybe who we like, who we would bet on not necessarily if we're going to bet but if we were going to bet who would we like and i'll let you go first well great because you're my guest that's so kind of you plus i want to make sure that you go first and i'll just agree with you (laughs) future bets are not my thing (laughs) unless i say crazy stuff so you know I actually was really glad that you wanted us to talk about this because I hadn't spent a ton- spent a lot of time looking at futures. And in the last couple of days, I did spend more time and it was really intriguing to me. And as I was looking at them, I think a couple th- key things that I kind of came to is if I'm going to bet futures on a team, I want to bet a team that has high upside if I'm going to pick them to win the conference or to win the NBA championship. There are teams like Utah that are perennially good and very good regular season teams, but I would not expect them to win the championship. I don't, I mean, not that they can't, but I don't see them having the upside to win it. Where 
On the other hand, I think there are teams like the Bulls and the Grizzlies and even the Heat who have tremendous upside and they aren't quite as consistent. I mean, especially the Bulls. My my goodness, they've they're so up and down. But if you're going to bet if you're going to find value betting a team to win the NBA championship, I think you need to pick a team that could beat the big three from Brooklyn. You need to pick a team that has the offensive and defensive upside to be able to hang in there. So, so in terms of the conference winners and NBA championship winners, the heat bulls and Grizzlies were three that I, that I like uh, in both of those cases where I think there's value right now. That's awesome because I agree with those. I have a list of five teams that I like. One of the things that I like to do is look how they fare in the regular season against their conference. You know, that's who they have to play to get to the final. And I think it's important to pay attention to that. I like Phoenix because of what you said earlier. Their fourth quarters are deadly. True. And they don't panic. I know there's a bad rap about Chris Paul not winning, and I know I've shared in that more times than I can count when this was an NBA show that had nothing to do with sports betting. But at the end of the day, that's a loaded team on both sides of the floor, and I like them. I yeah. like the Bulls. I don't know if they're going to win the conference or go to the final, but when they're healthy, they're deadly, and they play well. I know they've struggled right now, but it is what it is. Brooklyn, I have them on my list to get to the final, provided that they have home court advantage. Because let's not forget that Kyrie Irving can only play in half the games, only away games. And if they are not don't have the home court, they probably are going to have a tough time. We don't know when Kevin Durant's coming back. You know, don't forget he had an Achilles injury, and that's serious. He's also seven foot. And prior to his injury, you could see he was laboring a bit. He's had to do a lot because Kyrie's not there and because Joe Harris isn't there. So I worry about them, but it's worth a shot for them to win it all because if they're the home team, they probably will because that's a loaded deck they have. They stack that deck real good in Brooklyn. Now, the the other team I like is the Miami Heat. And I like the way they dig in against conferences. They're conference foes. They're 19-9 and nine right now. They have a plus 4.5 point points differential, which is solid. They're outscoring their opponents by an average of 4 points a game. And that's a good thing. The thing, too, is they play very well at home. And they're above 500 on the road. And that's another important factor. The best team on the road, obviously, is the Brooklyn Nets, and that's due in part to the return of Kyrie Irving, I'm sure. But those are the teams that I really like. Memphis, I think that that bunch, if they stay healthy, that bunch could go a long way because they are a knockout punch waiting to happen. You know, they're 24-11 and 11 against their conference. They're 15-8 and eight on the road. 17 and 9 at home and they missed John Morant for about what 10 games and yet yep. they still won. And like you pointed out a couple weeks ago, they're probably better defensively when he's not on the floor. But that being said, that's a good basketball team right there in Memphis. Yep. 
hundred percent. So just to add a little color to what you said from what I'm looking at. So I agree with you that Brooklyn is rightfully the favorite at this point. But the, the book that I'm looking at, at right now, at least, they're plus 275. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's okay. But you named some things. Kyrie's not going to be able to play at home. Kevin Durant has this injury history and is hurt again now. Is he going to be able to stay healthy all the way through? We don't really know. So they're at 275. And then I look at the Heat, who win early in the season when they, everyone was healthy, which has not really been true anyway, anywhere through. I think we're getting value on them because they've been banged up all season. They were they were dominating people. And they're at plus 1,400. So if you said to me, based on value, would you rather have the Nets at plus 275 or the Heat at plus 1,400? I'd have to say the Heat at plus 1,400 because even though I think the Nets are more likely to win the championship, I don't think the gap is that wide between those two teams. Um, so based on the numbers, I, I think there's a lot of value on the Heat in particular. Well, especially so because let's say, for example, that Brooklyn finds a way and they've got a lot of away games left. Let's say they find a way to become the number one seed. They'll be playing at home. They'll have home court advantage, which means unless Kyrie Irving gets vaccinated, and I live in New York City, and I'm going to tell you right now, they're not changing that rule at all, not even close. In fact, they probably make it tougher. You know, I, I, I don't think that that's a good bet. I think that my, but I do think if Miami is this number three seed or something, and, and Brooklyn gets ahead of them for some way, some way, reason or whatever. Boy, I can't even speak now. I think that Brooklyn, if they're the away team in these series, they'll win because they'll be loaded. But home, they're going to be bumming in the Barclay Center, and I'll be cheering them, Brooklyn! Because <laughs> I'm a Knicks fan. I don't believe that the Brooklyn Nets should even be in Brooklyn. I think they should go back to New Jersey where they belong. But that's a, that's another matter altogether. A strong but, take. I like it. Oh, I've had many of them on this show, believe me. I, I mean, I had death threats long years ago for some of the things I've said about the NBA on this. But I but it turns out I'm usually right, which is a good thing. But that's because I follow the beat writers and I pay attention to people who know more than me, which is probably ninety nine percent of the NBA. <laughs> but but anyway, to make a long story short, take a chance. It's okay, but don't you know, ten percent of what you normally bet. You know, exactly. Something like that. Think of it as a as a like a lotto ticket and leave it be. But that should be fun. Now Tuesday night we've got a full stack of games. And this is the time when Trevor usually gets hot around noon and he keeps firing all day. Who do you like tonight? Man, so there's actually a number of spots that I really like tonight. So I was trying to narrow it down here. Uh, and I'll give you my top two. I actually have uh, three or four plays that I like quite a bit, but I'll give you my top two. So number one is I'm going to the Pelicans and 76ers game. The Pelicans are on a back-to-back, -back, but Brandon Ingram didn't play yesterday. So if he does play today, he should be relatively rested. These are two teams who have been playing incredibly slow, and it's interesting that the Pelicans have been worse on the road significantly, and they're, they're on the road tonight, um, and have played at a so, slower pace on the road. Same thing with Philadelphia at home. They actually have a better record on the road than they do at home, and they play slower at home than they do on the road. So 
I got this total at 216. I took under 216. And I think it's a 215 and a half now, so it hasn't moved too much. And I definitely would still like it at that number. I expect this to be a slow, grinded out kind of game. I like that play. I like that a lot. Now it's my turn. And again, you're free to fade me because I'm not very. I haven't been very good at this this season. But full disclosure, I think I've kind of gotten it back. We'll see. But I like the Denver Nuggets tonight. A lot of people don't, but I do. Now that line is at seven points when I wrote up my blurb, and I think it's at six and a half now. But I don't even care what it is. I'm gonna tell you why. They played against each other on Sunday night. The Nuggets blew a 16 point lead. That's the first thing. The second thing is that the Pistons shot 37% from downtown and 56% from the field against Denver. That's well above what they're usually used to shooting at 42% from the floor and 34% from downtown. Nikola Jokic, he lit him up in Denver for 34 points. I see him dominating again. Also, remember, Detroit lost that game Sunday. They committed 18 turnovers. That's another thing, and if it wasn't for the fact that they're hot shooting, then they got really hot at the end. Denver blows them out, and I think Denver blows them out again tonight. Denver's the better defending team. I think the rebounding situation is probably 50-50. I think they split 42 apiece on Sunday night, but at the end of the day, I like the Denver Nuggets tonight, given the points. No more than seven, though. Right. No, I like it, man. I I try to go through and end up taking a side on most of these games, even if I don't bet it. And I don't have that one down as a bet yet, but that is definitely the side that I like if, if I'm taking one in that game tonight, for sure. Well, that a boy. See, now I know I'm in the right spot because you we'll like see, man. it like, like you said, you've been doing great with this stuff the last couple weeks now. So I Well, that's right, because I send you my premium picks as another validation, Beside, aside from BetStamp, where you can track all my picks. We believe in transparency here. Don't let those guys out there fool you. You know, it's, it's easy to put something down on a tweet. It's a little more difficult when you're doing videos like Trevor does and podcasts and such, you know, we, we try to do the right thing every day. And Trevor does every single day. One of the most transparent people out there, by the way. Now, you said you had another play because I have one more also. And then we can give these people a rest. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm sitting here still going back and forth between two other plays I like. But I think the one I'm going to go with is Dallas Mavericks plus three and a half. This pick is a little painful for me because I actually really like Golden State. I don't like Dallas. I don't enjoy watching them play. They're slow. They grind things down to a halt. But with Draymond Green out, and now Klay Thompson is still likely to be out tonight, Golden State has struggled so much to score. And I think they're going to come back around and they're going to be okay in the long run. But in the short term here, the trend is just too long to ignore anymore. And Dallas has been the best defensive team in the league over the last two weeks, and they're well-rested. And so even though the game is and, – and actually the game being in Golden State I think speaks even more to it being like a slow grinding game because Golden State tends to uh, play low, even lower scoring games at home right now. So, so I like Dallas getting the points because I expect this to be a close game. That's a great call too. Pick it on Golden State. Not a lot of <laughs> people like will do that. It. 
I don't like doing it, but uh, tonight that's where I got to go. Well, Draymond Green is out, right? So that yeah. that's a big, big, big difference in that team. What yep. what a great defender he is, and, and running that mouth, he talks people out of a lot of things, and, and I I love that kid. Always yep. have. He's from my high school, and from my neighborhood where I grew up. And even though I I only kind of know him on Twitter, he's still a tremendous kid. What a great example off the court as well. And uh, at the end of the day, I like that play. So so far, Trevor has the in the Pelicans game. He likes the under. And, of course, he likes the Mavs. So you, Golden State people, you leave us alone over this, okay? Hey, I like Golden State. I like them, everybody. (laughs) uh, You know what? Golden State can still win, and you can still bet against them and still win, too. And and that's the main thing. Now, I have one more play, and I'm going to go in the Lakers-Brooklyn Nets game tonight. You can watch that on TNT. I usually give out games that people can watch, and I think that's fun for a lot of reasons. But the Lakers are a three-point away favorite maybe two and a half now um some places i saw but i like the lakers tonight one this is a revenge game and lebron james loves revenge two the brooklyn nets are wounded the only scores they really have are james harden and you got patty mills and outside that they're hoping for these g league kids to step up sometimes they do sometimes they don't Anthony Davis comes back tonight. He is listed as probable. My friend told me he was at shoot around yes or I think it was yesterday. He saw him out there doing his thing and I know he traveled with the team, so it looks like he's coming back. And when you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the floor, you're looking at a good thing. Brooklyn's lost 6 of their last 8 home games. They're missing two of their best players. They're missing Paul Millsap, who's butt hurt because he didn't he was lied to and didn't get to play as much as he thought he was going to. And this Claxton kid probably is out too, even if he is, it doesn't matter. This is the return of Anthony Davis. This is a revenge spot for LeBron James. Russell Westbrook might commit ten turnovers and it won't matter. I think they're gonna cover that spread, so I like the Lakers tonight. Very good. I think uh, it's going to be really interesting to watch Anthony Davis come back in and see how he how they how quickly they integrate and get things rolling. So we'll see. Is there a pro- you know one of the things we said stay away from prop bets during live bets? I wonder if there'll be one tonight. At what point of the game will he leave to the locker room? Because <laughs> that would be a great prop, and I'm going to hit up play up and see if they can do that. I, I like to set up a a flash prop for just that one because that guy. He misses more time in game than most people do sitting on a bench. He, he terrible, terrible, it's terrible, true. terrible. They they should just make that a prop bet every Lakers game. Every Lakers game, yeah. They call him Glass. I wouldn't do that because the guy's seven foot. He's a big boy, but you know when you're big like that, you get elbowed and stuff. And maybe he just they just hit him in the wrong spot. But great stuff today, Trevor. Tell everyone where they can find you. Talk about the podcast. Talk about your daily videos, which is your podcast. Bring it up. All right. Thanks, man. So you can find me on Twitter at NBA Attack. And then I have a YouTube channel, Big Tasty Sports, and podcast called The Breakdown. I actually just had bicep surgery, so I'm a little bit limited for a couple weeks in terms of the in-depth analysis that I normally do on that show. I'm still obviously – 
grinding and looking for the edges here, but it'll probably be another week until the podcast is back up in full. But if you like daily breakdowns and kind of in-depth analysis of different games, check out the breakdown wherever you get your podcasts. That's awesome. And I'm looking forward to my turn as a guest on that pod and having some fun chopping it up about the NBA with you, my friend. Thank you so much for being here once again. Thanks, man. Yeah, as soon as uh, as soon as I'm healthy, you're next up. So I'm looking forward to it. And, and I'll be there no matter where I am. I have all kinds of equipment for any situation. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. We want to thank PlayUp.com, PlayUp Sportsbook, for presenting the show. Head on over to PlayUp, as it's always your best bets. Betstamp.app. That's where you can track all the Phil Nation Show picks. And if you don't want to listen to my voice, and that's fair... Sometimes I don't like to hear myself talk either. You can just sign up for whatever it is you package you want, and then you can bypass the show and just pay me for the picks. And that sounds pretty good too, right? I think so. And also, for one last thing, don't forget about the Wolfline Sports Trading Newsletter. It's the one of a kind. No one else has it. If they do, let us know, <laughs> and they won't have it much longer because everything that we do is trademarked over there at the Wolfline. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.